in, you know, inside baseball, it's inside board discussions and inside the contest committee. So the general public doesn't know these things, um, you know, but hopefully they have enough faith in us to know that we're, you know, we're doing everything we can to make the, the adjudication part of this the, the most reliable and, and educational part of the experience for them. I think, and I think this, this partial, like seeing behind the curtain in this podcast episode is, is really helpful because sometimes for someone who's not on the board to participate in NABA, you see the end result of the decisions, but you don't see, you, you don't see like the whole multi-year plan. You don't see the, the decision-making process and the reasons behind it. And so having this opportunity, I think, to talk about some of these things can really um, can really inform people who were at the championship and participating in these bands, so that they understand like what the what the long game is. Yeah, well, we we intentionally don't talk about those things on this podcast. This is not a NABA podcast. Right, know? right. It's just <laughs> that know? this that that right around NABA we're doing like yeah. These, yeah but, episodes. but yeah yeah we do have access to a lot of inside information right here <laughs> <laughs> right now but i think i think if, if this podcast were all about that i think it would be boring yeah let yeah. me tell you right. if you guys want to know what it was like backstage for all the first section i got you <laughs> i was there it happened yeah amy but walked it, right past me nice. i waved at amy as she was walking of- onto the stage and she just like as a I'm in the fact, zone, I'm man. Scared. Like when I'm walking on stage, like I am, I am ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of doing that was, um, you know, people thinking that I know what's going on. Um, <laughs> like I was dressing my suit to look presentable, and you know, and I, but I was like, like that. They kept asking me, you know, like they would be like, "Oh, when what's this?" and do this and that that sort of thing. When Alex was off doing, you know, whatever he needed to be doing at the time, and. Uh, and they would ask me, and I would just, I, I had this, like, reaction of, like, they pay me to read, not to lead. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm just here, I'm here to read this script, and this script only. This is yeah. what I know about. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people also don't know is that, that the board is sectionalized. It's split up into committees, you know, and the contest committee planned the contest. And people who weren't on the contest committee don't really have a lot of knowledge base about the planning part of it. And the people that are on the development committee, they handled the vendors and, and that. And the rest of the board doesn't know what's going on over there. You know, they, you know, when we get to board meetings, each committee gives their report and, and that's how we handle the business. So the board meetings are, are, are efficient and are about talking about what, the, but the real work is all done in, in the committee work. And, yes. and some and, committees and, are busier than others this year because the contest committee was hella busy. Those of us who aren't involved in like the planning stuff, like we can hear about this stuff and we can bring it to them and all that sort of thing. So we're happy to hear about it, but it's not like we know about it. Like, why was the judging like that? I don't know. You know who does? The people who are really intimately involved in it. And if you have a concern, I can bring it up to them. But yeah, um, and, and it's a it's a matter of just you know maximizing you know the resources and you know because when you have twenty people trying to make decisions on something. It, it takes way too long to come to a consensus on something. When you have five people or six people, it's so much more, e- you know, there's so much easier consensus made, um, you know, and the, the board members are so smart and professional and, you know, easy to work with and, 
you know, not disagreeable, you know, like if there's a disagreement, then we professionally talk those things through. So we do come to an agreement on things. And, you know, it's, and it's, it, and it's, it, everybody has this like opinion that it's like British Parliament, like we're like yelling at each other and cursing at each other and like swinging at each other. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great group of people. And because this was the first one, I, you know, Mark Taylor and myself had the biggest, um, you know, the biggest hand in planning this contest, um, you know, mainly because we needed to know everything that was going on. Somebody had to develop the knowledge base of how to do this. So between myself, Mark Taylor, and Ken Eversmeyer, we know everything. And we will be writing a handbook um, this summer. Putting the secret of the universe. <laughs> that has everything in it about running a contest. So each successive year from now, even when we all rotate off the board and there's a new team five years from now that are handling running the contest, here's how you do it. And there has there was a handbook that was written many, many, many years ago that has a lot, it's just not even relevant for, it was written for 12 bands, you know, <laughs> in a one day contest. You know, so we're so we're we're developing the the groundwork for the future of how this contest is run, and and you know all of the stuff that we that we did this year, we're learning how to how to do it and to put it in it and make it, you know, something that is knowledge that can be passed on. So we needed we needed it to be in a little bit of a you know a small group. We couldn't have you know twelve people knowing their little part because then it would be much more difficult to put all this stuff down on paper, um, you know, when we put it together. But next year. I promise you next year, there will be more board members doing more pre-planning stuff because <laughs> now we know what to give them <laughs> after going through all of this. It was, it was an exciting thing to plan an event. Like I, I plan concerts all the time, but this was massive, you know, and the, the amount of moving parts, there's 750 moving parts. And then this thing affects this thing. And if this thing doesn't happen, then this thing, it changes this. And, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot. So you know, hopefully all the, you know, we had some mishaps, you know, that, you know, were completely unacceptable. Um, you know, we, uh, the, the salon three, you know, there was performances going on for the solo and ensemble contest and the North hall ballroom in there had a band in there doing a sound check while those performances were going on. And the soundproof room that doesn't appear to be very soundproof when you have Van Halen rocking through, um, you know, you know, just it just ruined that. That was, you know, that sound check was not supposed to happen for two more hours till the, mm. until after the stolen ensemble stuff was done. Something in the Von Braun Center with that with that other, um, you know, with that other event that was there, that, you know, didn't happen. You know, so we refunded all of those performers that got messed up by that. We funded we refunded their their entry fee. You know, <laughs> you know, because it, it it completely ruined everything that was going over there. Um, so, you know, so we're trying to, to solve all these problems and, you know, you know, make sure that those things happen, don't happen again. You know, the, the, the vibraphone delay on the, on the concert hall stage, um, you know, that won't happen again, obviously we'll never make, we'll make sure that'll never happen again, you know, but the percussion thing is, is, you know, the solution for making sure that there are no percussion issues next year has already been, you know, you know, I have the solution for that, and I'm already in the plans for making sure that that happens. And, you know, so the lessons that are learned are learned, um, you know, so that there can be a lot of, hopefully people will have a lot of faith that they will be fixed in, in the next year. And like I said, I think 80% of those issues were residuals of 
of something that happened that was beyond our control and and really did screw up a big plan that had months of planning in it so yeah so that you know you know all of those things it you know aside you know i still think it was you know you know it was a fairly successful weekend that i think most I thought, people it, was, I thought it was wildly about. successful i mean you can't plan you can't plan fireworks going off like you have no you like, like that you don't know about that like i literally <laughs> did not know about that until 8 50 on friday night <laughs> until we all knew oh, about man. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what? what wait what but on saturday night and, and this i actually didn't even really realize this but on saturday night i put the the the, the contest flow together that had no band playing from nine to nine fifteen, which is right when the fireworks were supposed to happen. So somebody and, should have just made their choice piece eighteen twelve. Is really what. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, but um, yeah. So, so we had um, some submission reflection type things about just like moving forward, right, Amy? Um, do you want to share a couple of with those so we can discuss those with us? Um, yeah. Um, so I asked, uh, I asked Dublin, um, just to kind of, you know, what, what they would like to know about, you know, moving forward. Cause I just wanted to see like, as we get, as we do this, uh, Nava recap, you know, what questions Dublin had and they were actually much more forward thinking instead of backward, you know, they, they, they wanted to know more things about what's coming up uh with with NABA in the future and I think that they had some great questions um and they wanted to they wanted to know about the process of of picking uh the test pieces and setting the difficulty of the sections and what what NABA is is doing about that um they wanted to know um they wanted to know they've heard rumors they've heard rumors that naba was doing some things outside of just the championship um and you've hinted at a few of those things they wanted to know a little bit more um about that as well well the 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 test piece selection um was something that was really important for us to kind of really even that out a little bit um so we we are definitely sending a message or making a clear delineation about what each section should be in terms of the level of music that they should be playing in there. Um, it, it has uh, the natural progression over the years is for each section to get harder and harder in their repertoire. And it, it's become, the, it's gotten to the point now where we feel that we don't have a true entry level section. Where the, the you know so the so it's really is based around the third section, and the third section test piece um, has has gotten to the to the level of difficulty that if you started a brass band and came for the first time, you know it's not a it's not a get your feet wet type of choice, and we wanted to to turn that around so that we had a true entry level. Um, band section which was the third section so we lowered the level of difficulty of the third section in order to do that we had to space the second section in between the third section and the first section 
and and so we so we lowered the level of the second the difficulty level of the second section a little bit so that so that we had a progression three different distinct levels of difficulty in the test piece between the first section second section and third section the championship section we're going to destroy them you know titan's progress is, <laughs> is as tough as you can get <laughs> um you know and, don't hold back let us let us know you really <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we're gonna destroy it. yeah i mean if the paul ever cooper didn't do it this year then then we'll we'll take them out next year but but the, the <laughs> titan's progress was the test piece in 2020 when we canceled so everybody you know had bought the music they had rehearsed it for several months and everybody as best i could tell everybody was jazzed about playing it so we're like you know what we need to do it we need to get this piece out there because everybody loves this piece it's a great piece of music and it's a great challenge. So, you know, that was kind of an easy one, you know, let's do that. But then we got into the first section and no one, we, we typically, we don't choose um, a test piece that has been used by a band as a choice piece in the preceding years, either three or four years. And we're in the situation now where nobody played Year of the Dragon this year. And we haven't had the contest in two years prior to that. So it'll be at least four years since anybody has competed at NAVA with Year of the Dragon. And Year of the Dragon has not been used as a test piece since about 1992 or so, at least as far as the, you know, the European Championships or NAVA, it's been a long time. But somebody plays it every single year, so we can't, we never could choose it as a test piece. Well, this is the only opportunity we would ever have to choose it as a test piece, because surely somebody would play it next year. As a choice piece, so we we decided. Well, it's a great piece. It's been. Forever. I almost I almost guarantee you, you've ruined somebody's plans to use it as their choice piece next year. But no, nah, we we just made it easy for them because now they can do it in the first section and they can. No, you get two. Now you get two choice pieces. Yeah, if you were choosing it anyways, but you know, this is. I think this is a unique opportunity. You know, to take one of the one of just about everybody's favorite brass band pieces and one of the great masterworks of the brass band literature put it center stage and, and have a year of the dragon battle, you know, which I think is going to be dragon so battle. Is, what's the, what's the, what's the animal for, for next year? Is it a dragon? Does anybody know? We, we did not look at that level. Um, that was not part of the criteria in selecting the piece. If it was literally the year of the dragon, that would be like so coincidental, but so hilariously fun. Well, and you heard the auditorium now. when you announced that piece, like every because you know, like you they announced the third section, it's like hey, second section, yeah, hey, yeah, and then they go year of the dragon, they're like yeah, like the whole the whole crowd freaked out. <laughs> and so then, and and then now you get a whole Friday. Of <laughs> oh no, it's the year of the rabbit. It'll uh, the year of the right. dragon is twenty twenty four. All right, smart, get on it. Make a year of the bunny. I want to hear. I want to hear the year of the bunny. <laughs> the bunny. Yeah. Now I have or a the, question. The rabbit of Seville. <laughs> I have a question. Like, what have, have you? Did you consider adding a fourth section? Did you guys talk about that? And what was the yes. reasoning between either modifying third section versus adding fourth section? Well, and we did. We did talk about that. And the simple answer we came to is there's not enough bands to justify it right now. You know, we had we had seven bands in the third section and six bands in the in the in the second section, and seven bands in the first section this year. Um, it doesn't really make any practical sense to add a whole nother section right now. Uh, that's not it's not off the table for the future for sure. 
um, but it, it just didn't really make any practical sense. We, we're not, we don't have a large enough clientele base to really justify that. But we also, you know, felt that, you know, with these repertoire choices, and if we continue to follow, you know, this level model in, in each successive year, we think it really evens out what everybody can do, you know, because it gives, it gives you an easy, a medium, and a hard non-championship section. And then you it have does, a championship section. It, it does make, if there's a level of consistency of difficulty, too, you, you absolutely know what you're digging yourself into um, with that. Because, like, I loved I loved working on Hope and all that sort of a thing, but everybody who had done a NABA before was like, this seems a little bit harder than what it was, second it was normally hard. would do. Um, and so we had we picked a slightly easier piece for our own choice in comparison because we had to spend so much time on on hope and this allows us to do the opposite and i think if you really want to like win choice piece especially in a, in a second section first section type situation you're going to want to be a little bit more flashier with your choice piece as well as very proficient in your choice piece and so i think doing the downy the personal variations is, is perfect for that because i can pick a slightly harder piece now for choice and but really work on the, the what the downy wants us to work on the tech the, the technique behind that and all that sort of a thing so I, I you know in terms of the section that i'm most into, intimately involved in it seems like you know mission accomplished when it comes with that yeah and that's the key element to all of this is the, is that bands have the ability to choose unlike in in other places where they're told what section they're in or they have to earn their way in or out of a section around here you know, it's the wild, wild west. We can choose whatever we want to be in based on, you know, the, the marketplace is going to bear this out. If you if you put choose to put your band in, in a section that eventually is going to bore your players or overtax your players, you know, then you're going to have discontentment in your band. And so you have to really choose which section you go in that's the right challenge or the right level of difficulty for the test piece. And then pick your choice piece that's going to complement it, either on on a you know either up from for more of a challenge or down for a little bit less of a challenge, so that your band is going to be happy with what music they're working on. The, the choice piece thing is a is a real critical thing. Not as now a president, but just as a brass band guy, if you don't pick the right choice piece, it could really hurt or help you know your you know your overall program. Now, this is going to be more, more or less irrelevant in the future when we have the discussions about whether we're going to separate sections from for por performing their program in its entirety, um, which has- I'd love to have first section separated. I just got to voice my opinion there because my You're range- You're not the only one. You're my not the range only one. that I, because going from championship section to first section, I honestly, I honestly thought that the range would go down a little bit um but i had just as many high notes the same high notes that i had in championship in first section and and uh that was that was a little bit of a that was the, a little bit of a learning experience well, having the, to play both of them <laughs> right the, after reality, the reality is is that most of the first section bands are choosing championship level repertoire for their choice piece no matter what we choose for the test piece, you know, you had Enigma variations, you had, you know, you had the Odyssey variations that- Someone did the, uh, the like, Will Be. Someone did the Paganini, Paganini variations. variations. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, they're choosing to do championship level music, but, you know, 
you know, the discussions are going to happen. Like, I don't know that we're definitely going to do it, but I do know that I'm on the contest committee and I know that we're going to have this discussion um, about splitting, about ways to split up, you know, the, definitely the first section. That one, that one really seems evident that it has to happen, but it needs to happen for all the sections. And that has a lot more to do with the, the adjudication side of it than it does about the CHOP side of it. The third section, you know, I was in the third section, we handled our program endurance-wise without a problem. Um, you know, the second section is getting a little bit trickier, especially because of the difficulty of hope, may be less of a problem this year, but the first section definitely, you know, with what they're choosing to do, it, it's, it's untenable at this situation and it needs to happen. Um, well, it, you know, it'll also, in terms of just attendance, it'll it'll change things up a little bit too, because more people have to be there multiple days, like have to be there, like no choice behind that, it if you're participating. Like my a lot of my band who didn't know any better, they showed up Friday night for our rehearsal and played Saturday and literally left, right? Yeah, and like yeah. that's the, the whole point of me having you here was for you to experience this thing, not to play a concert. Like that's not what we're doing. Yeah. And so if you have to play Friday and you have to play Saturday. You get it on Thursday, you know, even just on that standpoint. Yeah, the number the number of bands that we're anticipating, like I'm I'm confident that we're gonna have 40 plus bands next year. There's no way to do it all on Saturday. Mm -hmm. There's just there's no way. So like yeah. the NABA membership and participants at NABA, you know, in order for this to be a you know, the event that it, it can and should be, are gonna have to start getting their heads around the fact that it, it is a two-day event, not just a one-day event. It is a two-day event. And that's just for the band competition. You know, so, you know, like that's, that's where we're going. And it will be a better experience and the outcomes will be more reliable when every band is playing separate, you know. But that doesn't necessarily mean they all have to be Friday, Saturday. You know, we could also work it out so some bands are doing Saturday, Saturday, morning, afternoon in separate performances because they're, they're going to be, you know, that, you know, like the youth bands have real problems getting there and getting the kids out of school. Um, so they pretty much need to be on Saturday, but we can we can split them up and have them play twice on Saturday. You know, that's, you know, so it's just a matter of logistically moving the schedule around and making that stuff happen, you know, but there are going to have to be bands that perform on Friday. And, um, you know, it's, if it doesn't happen next year, it's going to happen the year after, the year after, the year after, because the bands are only getting, we're only getting more bands, not less. And we already know that, yeah. So, you know, the, the option, there's two options. There's, you know, it's a two-day event. Do you want the two-day event to be Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday? You know, so... You know that, but it, but it's there's no way to avoid it going to be, you know, two days. Oh man, that's, I would hate that's just to work on Monday if it was if it started doing stuff on Sunday. The, the European, <laughs> the I already hate Saturday. going to work on Monday. <laughs> I know. The Europeans are Saturday Sunday. You know the the regionals in England are Saturday Sunday. But you know the biggest problem that we have, the biggest obstacle that we have in North America for brass banding is geography. You know, when you go to the areas yeah. in England, you have a 30-minute drive or an hour, more than an hour drive to get home. So it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's you know, right around the corner from you. Over you know, here. Give them some credit. It's an hour and a half, Tony. Some people have an hour. Well, yeah, they have to get the sheep out of <laughs> the if, if, a, if a sheep is crossing the road, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, so our biggest obstacle <laughs> is is always going to be geography. And, and so many decisions have to be made because of that. Um, I live know, in a border just... state of Alabama, and it still took us 11 hours to get there. <laughs> so what is... If half of that was Atlanta, though. Let's just put that out there. Right. Atlanta <laughs> was two a... hours of that. I think that's a great segue into um, what is NABA planning to... You know, we've heard rumors of, of similar participation in in regional events and things that NABA is doing outside of just the the championship. Can you fill us in on on some of those? Yeah. Yeah. Things? We've we've actually been working on on partnering and we have we have a, a board approved proposal to expand partnerships with with re events that have already been happening. Um, we started off this this year 2022 with Gateway in Dublin, where we we partnered with them to to work on their adjudication and and provide funds to make those events happen, um, and we're expanding next year. Um, you know, you know the groundwork is being laid. We're not ready to officially announce yet, but the groundwork is laid for a San Francisco regional. The San Francisco San Francisco Brass Band is going to host a regional event at San Jose awesome. State. Awesome. So, so California is going to have its very first NABA partnered event out there, as far as I know. Um, you know, Toronto, the Hannaford Silver Band up there is looking to do one up there. Um, and we're, we're in, you know, this, the, laying the groundwork for that. Uh, and um, Mid-Atlantic, there's been discussions with Mid-Atlantic developing the, their event with a partnership with us as well. So, you know, with the championships being in the South and having a regional West West Midwest, East Midwest, Canada, and uh, and the East Coast. You know, just about every brass band in North America will have an event within an eight or nine hour drive. You know, for most for most everybody. So there will be access to that. Um, yeah, we've been talking about doing a Florida event. All the Florida bands have been talking about doing a rotating Florida event to put one of the Southeast. Yeah. Or the, there's also that Georgia one too. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, NAV is open for business and we're, and we're going to be providing funding for that. You know, the, the more successful the national event is, the, uh, the more, the more opportunities there are going to be for helping the regional ones. And, and also, I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, that I know that it was, it was a, as a shift in, in mindset to enter the bands into the contest separately from handling the, the memberships to NAVA, but the memberships for NABA, that money, most of it does not have to be spent on the competition. In the past, 100% of it was spent on the competition. Now, your NABA membership fee is separate from the competition. Some of that money will have to be used to subsidize some of the, the, the cost of the, the competition. But hopefully over the years, the competition will be set up to be self-sufficient. And, and, and what it brings in and what it spends to run the competition. So all of the individual membership dues can be used for promoting the brass band aside from the contest, which is the regionals, commissions, you know, you know, promotion of other bands and other initiatives, all those things. So that's, that was the reason for doing that. While it was a pain in the butt and everybody had to do it on their own, um, there's, a, there's a greater goal and a greater you know, facilitation with that, that's going to benefit brass bands all over the United States and Canada, not just the ones that go to the competitions. So, you know, so we, we've laid the groundwork for all that. And we really appreciate everybody, you know, playing our little game 
you know, know why we did that. But, you know, three years from now, I think everybody will really see the benefits of, of how that all worked out and why we had to do that. So that's, I mean, you know, with my band, it was a non-issue. We, no. we didn't know any better. Like most of them had never done it before. It was a non-issue. It was like, okay, yeah. just go into the same register. It was, a, it was a non-issue for those that didn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> well, also like there's so much in anything you do and I'm not like trying to poke on anybody, but there's always just a, an amount of like, I don't like change. You know, yeah. there's, there's always just going to be an amount of that. It, it, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew that there was going to be criticism of it. I knew it was going to pain in, be a pain in the butt for some bands, especially some bands, you know, that, you know, it's hard to facilitate that because the, the band was paying for their members' um, membership fee, you know. So, that you know, each band had to take on the responsibility of engineering how to do that for themselves. And, you know, it, it, you know, it was admittedly a pain in the butt for some people, but the greater good is being served for the brass band movement by doing it. So, you know, as a band organizer, it was nice to have one less thing to organize. Genuinely, <laughs> you have to go and do this thing. You're adults, figure it out. Bye. <laughs> it, was, it was real easy. Um, now, if I could just get them to like, I need everybody in my, in my band uh, after what we just had, I need everybody to get their oil changed, tires rotated before we go to NABA and everybody to take a multivitamin the whole month of like once January hits, just start taking your multivitamins, y'all. Like just, just no more substitute directors, please, dear God. I had less, I had more hair, believe it or not, before that competition. <laughs> um, was there was was there any other submitted things? I've got one on on my end, but it's pretty minor. I didn't do it. <laughs> you absolutely didn't do it. I know you didn't do it. Yeah, they <laughs> insider, that insider to, training. I... That money I think ball. we, I think we hit it. Um, they also, um, they also wanted to know splitting up the first section. Um, That's a huge topic of discussion, and you know, if for, for, if anybody wants to know, I'm for it. So, <laughs> it, it, um, I think it's mostly just a logistics thing. Most really, it's not. Do, do we want to torture first section? It's logistically, um, can you? Yeah, I, I you think. Know. You know, I think that, you know, the logistics thing is is now that we've got this adjudication platform in place, a lot of the a lot of the decisions are going to be driven by what what is the best practice and what's going to make the evaluation the most reliable. You know, you know, so you know that that's really important, you know, to us. I don't, you know, hopefully it is to the bands too, you know, and they'll accept the fact that, oh, why are we doing this? Well, it's because it's the best way to evaluate the bands. And and People should understand that there is a ton of research that's out there on this. And we're not just, you know, thinking, oh, I think we should do this. Oh, I think we should do this. We're actually, you know, discussing this with experts and, and reading the research and, you know, figuring out the absolute best way to do this that's been proven empirically through other mediums that have already done this part of it, that we're just starting out on this journey. So. You know, it's not just a haphazard. Oh, let's just try these things. We, 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 John Bell and I, and John Phillips and Joe Allison, we put a lot of effort and time in the last two years to, to moving us in this direction. Yeah, those were. I mean, we touched on on everything. Aaron, did you have? Did you have? Uh, yeah, I just, I just wanted to touch on. Um, and it was just something that <clears throat> came up a little bit in my band. 
um the and the experience of the solo and ensemble stuff was was great it was a great time for everybody involved and we had a lot of fun and i'm gonna like force more to do it especially you know to fill up some of the categories a little bit more and all that sort of a thing because there were a lot of people who like we had a guy who literally drives from the villages in our band because it happens when you play in a florida band um, the Villages is the world's largest retirement community, if I'm correct. Uh, it's probably if it's not the largest, it's very large. Um, it's about the size of Disney, um, and um, and he competed in it, and and getting to see him play and, and and all that sort of a thing. And I think the big concern was, and I'm gonna bring it up, of course, but we were talking about um, just the way that the comment sheet is is very great for the comments part of it, and then you get a score total. Where there's no breakdown, so you don't really get an idea of like why they have their score that way or whatever. It's just like really nice comments. They were phenomenal. I feel bad. I w- walked up to Beth and handed her my music, and I did not recognize her because I was so in the zone for my solo. And I met her, I met her afterwards, and I was like, "Hi, by the way, my bad. I did not say hello." Um, but then you just have a score box, and they just kind of give you an obligatory score. <clears throat> and you know, so many of my guys are band directors who do solo and ensembles, and they're like, "Oh, they have these breakdowns." So I think that's something I might bring up. You know, we had a we had a massive over undertaking with uh with adjusting the score, how you do get scores for the bands. That I think we can we can maybe adjust the solos just a little bit this yeah. time around. It, you know, and admittedly, you know, we put more effort into band adjudication than solo and ensemble adjudication. Fair, <laughs> Fair um, point. <laughs> yeah, we the 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 solo and ensemble is a logistical nightmare to organize and is a huge huge money loser for the contest a massive money loser for the contest um you know you know despite the fact that that nava always takes it on the chin from a financial standpoint for it because it's something that everybody wants so it's so it has it has value um you know but the the judges cost a lot of money we had fantastic judges for it um in the and i don't know if people really notice this but in the past, um, the band judges handled the solo and ensemble adjudication as well in the past. So, so imagine having to do solo and ensemble all day Friday, then boom, you're doing all the band stuff right after it. Like talk about an impossible task. Um, so we so we separated that and 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 got you know just expert tuba players for the tuba room, and we got. You know, the original intention was that is is to really to have a room for each instrument class. So there's going to be a cornet room, there's going to be a tenor horn room, there's going to be a baritone euphonium room, trombone room, tuba room, brass ensemble room, percussion room, and have you know one one person that's that you know like Beth was originally going to be doing tubas. Um, you know, we had a trombone person for trombone, uh, you know, and so on. Um, but because we had half the number of participants enter this year, we had to consolidate things. And cut costs, um, and we still lost a lot of money. But um, you know, but we we had to consolidate. The intention is when we get back up next year to full to full full forces, it's going to be separated out like that. Um, and and one of the things that we can do is, is say, is there a better way to? Because there is no rubric for that. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many solo and ensemble festivals out there that educators do have rubrics for that, because usually they're doing it for a rating. You know, not not a point total for a ranking of players. Um, you know, so you know, so that's one of the things we you know we can look into is is you know making sure that the the solo and ensemble judges have a a reliable ranking way to rank the players. Other than I just thought that one was the best. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and that and that that's just, that's exactly what the people said. They were like, you know, let's. I want. I bet there's a way we can adjust this. And they were like, you know, we're happy to give our offer our feedback or whatever. Because again, I've got half my banners music educators, and they're thinking about it in that standpoint. Um, so it'll be good. I, and it's it wasn't like, oh, I hated it because of this. It wasn't one of those things. It was like, oh, we could adjust this and make it a little bit better. Because yeah. the experience was great. I'm gonna force my, my more of my guys to do it. They have to. I mean, it's. It's too good of an experience, especially my younger people in the band. I don't have a lot of undergrads, but like those types of people, it'll be a good time. Um, yeah, but yeah. that was like, and and the only like, we didn't like this feedback from my whole band was that yeah. <laughs> for the well, event. I mean, now we don't know any better. Yeah. This is the first one, but I mean, we're 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 in the business of improving things, yeah. and you know, this this one thing we just went on the way we just ran it the way it always was run. Mm-hmm. Because we are focused on on band contest this year, um, and next year, you know, we'll we'll figure out how to ways to improve solo and ensemble, and you know, every everything we're working on, always trying to take ideas that people have and try to find ways to make them, you know, a better experience for everybody. Everyone on the board is 100% committed to making this event the best event it could possibly be, including the brass band of Huntsville people who killed themselves to try to do that. They so. crushed it. And it's 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 so and I feel like especially the back half of this podcast and if, if we're gonna like transition into our ending here, I feel like the back half is it's really easy to talk about like things that need to change and it sounds like complaining or like negativity or whatever in that point. But like, I mean, I I don't I know for a fact, but um, it was a phenomenal experience. The people who helped put this thing on should be commended so highly, like you, Mark, and and. Uh, the Huntsville people and Ken and like genuinely so glad that it's back and that we were, and that's how I felt on Saturday when all the bands got done. And, you know, I, I jokingly was like, I don't, I don't envy any of these judges. The other thing I was saying was like, Nava's back. And I feel like so many of the bands played better than they've ever played before. And, you know, it was two or three years in waiting, but it was so worth it to yeah, see everything every, and have it. Everyone was busting. Like they were like in this, intense like compressed bubble and they get on the stage and it's like you know it all gets released and you know it was it was it was a phenomenal phenomenal experience you know to finally get it out you know you know i you know i i tend to focus on the things that didn't go well you know because i you know i'm i'm right involved in all of it you know so you know, I, I certainly hope that everybody had a better experience than than I thought they had would have had because I know those things that, <laughs> that, that really that really went wrong, and I'm just like, oh, I can't believe we missed that. Oh my god, I can't believe you know, you know. So you know, so next year, you know, we'll learn from the mistakes and we'll make them better. You know, and hopefully everybody will have a much better experience. So, so thanks for and that. So, band, and that's exactly what the bands are doing too. You know, the, we're, yeah. we we learn from the experience, we get better, we come back, and everything gets better. So, that, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> I feel like I've been talking about this nonstop since it happened. Yeah. Yeah, you should stop Pretty talking much. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I told myself I wasn't going to do any brass band stuff on Monday when I got back. I was like, I'm just going to play a video game or whatever and just, like, decompress from the weekend or whatever. And then I ended up I, you know, I ended up listening to the uh, getting ca- catching up on the European Championships while uh, scanning parts for next season for my band. 
Yeah, <laughs> I started working on the on the Athena music and getting stuff ready for the the summer youth brass band course at Dublin. So you know, <laughs> is Athena playing at IWBC? Yes, it is. Yay! Yay. That's awesome. I continue and we're... to wrap up the NABA contest, so I'm still working on NABA. <laughs> we're playing the Dorothy Gates piece. Uh... Uh...